Chris Jones is the editorial page editor at the Chicago Tribune. He's also their chief theater critic. Welcome back, Chris. I hope you're doing well. Reasonably well. Thank you. Always good to hear your voice. Do I need to go there reasonably well, or is that about as good as you get? <laughs> well, you know. You have to the be careful. Life in media, yeah. what can I say? <laughs> never, never ask someone how they're doing if you don't really want to hear the answer. I think it's <laughs> exactly. The moral of that story. By the way, I called you about uh, the theater scene, but um, as the editorial page editor, I wanted to say how much I enjoyed David Grising's piece the other day. Uh, oh, I was, yeah. It was good to see in print somebody say, uh, we were all real smart and said, here's why Lori Lightfoot flamed out. But it said that, but it said, but here's why the city is better for her, her having been mayor. And I thought that was a very balanced and dialed in report, just an op-ed. But I thought it was really good. I, you know, and I think the uh, there's a lot of people that agree with that. And I think when you think about the COVID-19 crisis, uh, especially, uh, that's something that I think she got us through really pretty well. And I think history will be kind to her on that. And, you know, it. Uh, she made a lot of accomplishments. The other one that I think David talked about there is the South by Southwest program, the, uh, you know, the equity, uh, the, the idea of bringing development to the neighborhoods. Uh, we're actually very interested in that We, as the editorial board. And we've been sort of saying that yeah. both of these candidates Whoever they are, uh, whichever they are, I should say, they should be uh, they should be investing in that program. It's it's interesting because one of the things that always happens in Chicago, I think, is that people go, well, you know, that was Rahm's program or that was Laurie's program. And that shouldn't matter if it's a good program. Right. So even if the mayor has changed the good stuff, the new guys should continue those programs. Yeah. Well, if it's a billion dollars in investment on the south and west side, um, it's too bad that she wasn't able to get that message out. She just got in her own way. She just kept shooting she herself. Did. In yes, the she did. Yes, she did. But it doesn't diminish from what you're talking about there in terms of what she truly achieved. So I think that's a very valid thing. And I think there'll be time for that. You know, once obviously there's a lag between when the new mayor is decided and when when Laurie Lightfoot leaves offices. And I think there will be occasion then for people to say, look, we appreciated her service to the city of Chicago. There's a review titled, Ricardo Rosencrantz Rides a Wave of Magic with Physician Magician at Rhapsody Theater. It's your review of a show I didn't know about. I was glad you wrote about it. And I was also glad because I just didn't know that the magic scene in Chicago was a going concern. Well, you know, the magic scene has a long history in Chicago, as I'm sure you know, that back in the day, there were these bars that had um, bartenders who were also magicians, and they would set up a couple of decks of cards at the bar, and there was one in Cicero, there was one in Forest Park, there were several in the city, mostly neighborhood bars, and people would sit around, uh, drink their old style, and they'd watch a guy, usually a guy, doing card tricks. And that went on, you know, in the early years of the 20th century up until the mid-20th century. And then it kind of fell off. And that now there's been this renaissance of magic in Chicago, the, the Magic Lounge, which is in Andersonville, behind a fake laundromat, which is kind of part of, part of the fun. That place, you know, when it first opened, I was like, wow, this isn't going to be easy to have magic seven nights a week with actually two different magic theaters and a bar and all the rest of it. 
they've been very successful. I was trying to get in there for uh, a show in a week or two, and I couldn't get in. It was sold out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do really well. And there's also now a new cocktail place coming to Wicker Park that's going to have tricks and illusions. And then this guy that you're talking about, um, Dr. Rosencrantz, has op- reopened the Morse Theater which is on Morse in Chicago's Rogers Park neighborhood. And it used to be owned, it's a beautiful old theater, used to be owned by Jennifer Pritzker, who did an amazing job renovating buildings in Evanston on the north side of Chicago. And one of her projects was this theater, which she turned into a jazz club that I remember going to a couple of times. And in the end, it didn't kind of, you know, she didn't make a go of it and she sold it. And this guy, Dr. Rosencrantz, has bought it and it's a kind of little jewel box theater uh, that he's turning into a theater for magic. And, you know, he's starring himself. Nothing wrong with that. It's his theater. He, he can do a show. And he's doing this show right now that I kind of enjoyed. Um, and the, the, as you say, the, the idea here is that he's a doctor. So he's sort of focusing on the idea of magic as a healing kind of thing, yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, so are there tricks in his show that slay you, that you go, holy? Because you described it as sort of a thinking man's uh, magic show, yeah. which is good, but I, I want to be wowed, too. Am I going to be spellbound by any of his stunts? I would say the wowing in the David Copperfield sense is not what you're going to get from, from him. But what, what he's about is the idea of using magic to kind of solve you know, to sort of solve the mysteries of the world. And if you think about it, magic does do that. Like, it, you know, you see a piece of rope in two halves, and then you see the rope become whole. And he does a very cool thing with a Rubik's Cube, believe it or not, where he actually gets the audience member to solve the Rubik's Cube, even though they think they can't. And that's kind of cool. And then the other thing he does is that back in the day, in Harry Houdini's day, and other people of that era... There were these elaborate illusions that are still in existence. He has one that's basically a skull, talking skull. <laughs> and it's these illusions, which I think he's, in many cases, he's gotten through auctions. You know, they, magicians really, really compete to get these, these beautiful old illusions that a lot of people just don't see anymore. Some of them are in uh, museums and a couple of, you know, people like David Copperfield have a big collection of them. And, and uh, Dr. Rosenkranz has a few of them, and they're in the show. So if you like that kind of old-school, um, almost Victorian kind of magic, that's, that's part of the show. But he also has this big powder, shtick, powder, whatever you want to call it, about just about mystery and about its role in our lives and about how it can help us be in better health and understanding, you know, the sort of intersection, if you like, of logic and illusion. And he's kind of, he's a very, very smart guy. He's a, I can't even say this properly, but he's a, uh, and, oh my God, I can't even say it, like neuro-neurologist. He like, basically looks after babies, uh, you know, babies' brains, you uh-huh. might say. And he's, um, and he's, so he's really smart, and he's very, very interested in the idea of, sort of the role of illusion and belief. That's another of these big things. It's like, you know, magic is all about belief. Like, 
do you believe in what you're seeing? And that's his thing. And it's sort of an exploration of belief. But it's not super intellectual that you'd be... Uh, it would not be over your head, John, let's say. <laughs> but, you, but it's... Uh, oh, oh, be careful. But it's not, it's not crafts or anything like that. It's, it's a cool show. Physician-magician at the Rhapsody Theater. That's on... Uh, how West many of those do you know? How many physician-magicians do you know? <laughs> no, well, I, I, really, I think that little space he's carved out is kind of cool, so I'm intrigued by it. Yeah. It's 90 minutes, which is after 90 minutes I get fussy anyway, so I, yeah. I, I like the sound of this. I think I'll check it out. And there are cocktails. Yeah, and well, you you know, I bumped into you at some of these things, and I've always had a cocktail in my hand, so it it sounds like it sounds <laughs> well, like a fun it. time. All right, it is a good time. It's nice to talk to you, Chris. Stay well. Keep doing what you're doing, sir. All right, John. Always a pleasure. Chris Jones over at the Trib. Uh, that's on Westmorse, RhapsodyTheater.com.